need to figure out if that board has a delay option so that way we can mess with like Andy, Andy <laughs> whatever he says, like with a 30 second delay. Well, Hi, it, it I does. think it should, we could Hi. that could be a no, plug, it, plug no, and it play because does, does right. it? It's just yeah, test it. Keep, keep, hello, keep going. Give me a second. <laughs> Welcome to Mountaineer Kingdom, dude. No. Oh, I messed it up. Josh, what else is there? All right, welcome to Mountaineer Kingdom. Do talk, real men, manly talk. Thank you for saving us. Let's move on. Somebody's got to save this (laughs) train wreck. Thank you for saying train wreck. I was thinking something else. (laughs) Crap show. Crap show. Ah. I mean, we're getting our videos posted a week late. Uh, Lighting's awful this week. uh The air quality. Lighting. It's pretty stagnant in here. We We went from good water to. It's the same lighting as it always Tap and is. tap. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. Last couple episodes, we Talking laid a foundation of out. end times and what that's going to look like. The end of times, <coughs> and I always believed it was when the rapture hit, seven years, that's the end. That's not accurate. That's, that's a childhood thought process. It has been proven wrong. The last days is what, in my, is the lead up. The birthing pains leads up to the rapture that then gets us into the true end times. Um, the rapture is one of the most significant events that will ever happen in the in the history of humanity. And our government is going to try to, to stonewall it away, explain it away like it's not of Christ. They're not even going to give him credit in that. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> there it is. I hear the... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I like how we get nice. into the super serious side of it, and then uh, they yeah, become over that. Um, <laughs> say end times of the echo. Oh, wait, wait, okay. Rapture. I'm not on We are That's twelve. Right. Um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it reminded me of like the noise from Halo, like oh, double. Do it. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Double kill. Yeah, double kill. Finish him. Get over here. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here, okay. And Back to start us over. <laughs> Welcome to Mountaineer Kingdom Do Talk. Real man, manly talk. Um, so, I, yeah, I always believe the rapture. That Once the rapture, tribulation, we're done. That's it. Judgment. Right. Not accurate. Um, That's how I, I grew up, too. Me a second. Yeah. After, after uh, awesome. watching, I think it was just called Rapture. Raptured or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. It was over. That was it. And then you were, you were left in panic mode if you were left on Earth, and that was it. There was no, there was no hope. That's how I learned it as a small kid, or maybe that's how I just understood it. Maybe right. it just wasn't taught to me all the way. But I remember when it, when the rapture truly first hit me, and I want to talk about everybody's understanding of that because mm-hmm. you've been studying it since you were eight. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being a better Christian than us. That's uh... <laughs> go team. Congratulations. So, well, what, what, what helps when your uncle heathens. that you're really close with is a uh, prophetic pastor. So, like, I've always grown up around it. There's something to be said about that, though. The He's influence than that us. you've had growing up has sure. impacted the way that you understand the world. That's really cool, man. It's testimony yeah. for I generational mean, Jesus lovers. It's it's hitting me, but compared to the way you've been brought up studying it and the way you've understood it. Yeah. Uh, so you've been studying since eight and you've always kind of known that it's not the end. Mm-hmm. Man, I had a lot of fear. Like, I, I remember <laughs> it was what, about a year ago, a church pastor did this long, uh, what, like three or four week uh, sermon series on the, the rapture, the tribulation. And uh, he, he spent a lot, <clears throat> a lot of time talking about Matthew 24. And I, because that that was always the the big like end times chapter in the Bible. I mean, obviously the entire book of Revelations, but kind of leading up to to the end times. Um, uh, that that chapter I've I've I don't have it memorized, but I've got a lot of the the points mm-hmm. pretty well there. And uh, just because my uncle had this had his long like sheet. And it had a map of all the prophecies leading up to Jesus, and then all the prophecies that have led up to to the rapture and the uh, the tribulation and the second coming. And uh, I think it's something we need to point out: is technically the word "rapture" is not in the Bible. 
but the word catching away and snatching mm-hmm. away is. And that's where we get the word rapture from. Appreciate that. So what was what was your understanding of it? <clears throat> I thought you guys were all heathens going to hell for thinking stuff like that. And Do you I, even I, believe in it? Well, the, the concept of it. So I grew up in a church that was very isolated and siloed. So the way that we perceived scripture, we segregated ourselves from segregated. other Christians. I don't know that word. Huh? Segregated? Segregated. You said it correctly that time. Did I? Sorry. <laughs> Well, don't you ever make a mistake on this show again. We'd never make mistakes around here. I'm sorry. Anyway, so we were segregated <laughs> from all other people who proclaim Christ. I, I grew up thinking that if you didn't belong to our particular tradition, that you were wrong. So we talked about the concept of tribulation. Tribulation, tribulation. Do it again. All right, Jared's answer should be Yeah, so we talked about... If you about... could predict the word he's going to say, hit that thing. <laughs> <laughs> tribulation, tribulation. <laughs> the, the idea of rapture, tribulation, those were not words that were in my vernacular. <laughs> Until when? Um, so I joined a Calvary Chapel. Calvary. <laughs> All right, let's go easy on that. <laughs> uh, after I joined the military, I ended up going to a Calvary Chapel. And the, the pastor of that particular church was really into end times and understanding the concept of them. And that's when I started actually opening the Bible, reading it myself. And then I, as I read through Scripture, I'm like, whoa, this <clears throat> contradicts everything I knew growing up. So we use phrases like millennialist and post-millennialist and all that. I didn't know what any of that meant because that's like how people talked in 1775 or whatever. But the way that we communicate, we understand that there is the tribulation and it's the pre-trib, which is the way that we kind of all agreed that the rapture will take place, however you want to word it, and post-tribulation whenever we're all called up. So there's different schools of thoughts around that. I grew up thinking that anybody who believed in any of the concept... They're still mid-trib too. So Okay, so yeah, Yeah. mid-trib, sorry. So I grew up not understanding any of it and any discussion of tribulation or rapture or any of that, you guys were all heathens and didn't know scripture. Um, and it wasn't until I actually read scripture that I became a guy who understood it as the rapture is a thing. As you read through scripture, it's very clear. There are going to be people called up and then there are going to be people that are stuck left behind. And then Jesus is going to come back. Mm -hmm. Scripture is so clear on that. And I don't understand why the tradition I grew up in just lost track of what actual scripture says so plainly. And it may be because King James Version is hard to read, but when I read through the ESV or the New Living Translation, scripture is very clear on the order of events. When you said left behind, um, my briefs, I've always, always knew about the rapture. Always knew about tribulation, revelation, and time. Um, the thing I was always taught before that, though, was Christ died for my sins, which is the most important part. Christ died on our sins, freely uh, gave himself up as a sacrifice. I always interpreted that, um, and I'm not saying that I was taught that way, but I always kind of saw that as the second coming, which it is. We talked last episode, that's two different, two, two different events. But I remember when the Left Behind series came out, the book series um it got to the end where the antichrist ends up revealing himself after the rapture and i'm like man this is terrible this is terrible and when he does the big reveal at the end and deceives all the people after the the gunshot i literally threw that book across my bedroom and i'm like this is not a world i want to be in and that kind of opened my salvation the next day after I read that book, there was a revival at our local church, and I went to my aunt. And I'm like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to church with you tonight." Wow! And got saved that night at a revival. What was her reaction? She knew it was coming because she'd been asking me here and there because I was always I was asking questions. I was open to going back to church. I was going to a different church of God uh, in Man, and then I went. I was going back to my home church for the first time. Man, and West I, Virginia, by the way. And actually, the praise team from the man church of God was at ending that revival that night. Was the woman so that worship God? team was there. It's now called he, him church. <laughs> hey, I'm they, proud of where I'm from. Them. Dude, I'm, I'm really intrigued by your story because of what we talked about during the last episode. Um, and, and you talked about the love versus fear thing. 
the fear is what provoked you to be like, holy crap, I need to get right with Jesus. Yeah. And <laughs> that that balance, it's very real. Anyway, just so, I think that's I know, so cool that that's kind of where your faith story comes from. I know that a lot of people are not. I love a traditional altar call. I remember, hey, now's the time if you want to get right with God. Take Bring the first step. He'll help you with the. the he'll help with the, the other steps. In the, the easiest step I ever made was standing up and walking out of the from the pew and into the, up to the altar. For me personally, it was something that it's like I need. I need this, and I'm not saying that that's the best way to do it. I, I'm a fan of that way because it it does. You do have some skin in the game to step out in faith and ask for forgiveness. I get now that. It's it you don't the act of going up there is not the deal. It's having that conversation and asking for the forgiveness from Christ. But to me, that meant a lot. Um, and ever since then, I've been fascinated by the rapture and and end times and what's the timeline now, right? If you can see into the future, would you not want to? Well, this does, and it tells us in detail how it's going to happen. Right. But Ryan, you always had an interesting story about your dream. You want to share that with us? Sure. Oh. Uh, so growing up, I guess I would say that I was saved many times with the altar call saved, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And there wasn't a true heart change. It was kind of like very fear motivated, but also friends motivated. Everybody else is going up front kind of thing. I I didn't take it seriously when I was growing up, even through high school. I wasn't a bad kid in high school. I was kept my nose clean and everything like that. You didn't take it. Did you believe? Yeah, I believe, but I didn't take it seriously necessarily, necessarily. Uh, it was just kind of like going through the motions kind of thing. Now, I had a few. I remember a few moments where I broke down in tear and, you know, I felt moved. But, like, the next day, it didn't take kind of thing, you know. Um, in the moment. Not, yeah. Yes. Yeah. In, in the moment, I was like, oh, man, I, I need to change. But the next day, I was like. But it was never that change. real come to Jesus moment. No, not, not until my senior year in college when I was like, <clears throat> now I know the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because you've been prayed for your whole life. You know the truth. You know this. What are you doing with your life? And that's when I made my true change. But anyway, I forget how old I was. I was very young, but my dad drove a lot of, um, he drove a dump truck for a lot of hours in a day. Mom worked night shifts, so a lot of times I'd go to work with dad because, you know, I was young, couldn't stay home alone. So those mornings would start at like 3 or 4 in the morning. And so I always, I always slept with him so that he could wake me up and we would just go. And I remember having a dream one one night. I always get pretty emotional with this. I'm going to try to get How old were you? I don't know. Maybe seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there. Very little. And I dreamt that the rapture came and I was floating up away from my dad. <clears throat> and I even like floated, like turned over so I could see him now. And he was not floating with me. And I was crying out. You've all had those dreams where you're crying and nothing's coming out, screaming yep. and nothing's coming out. Mm-hmm. So that's that was that dream. I was screaming and nothing was coming out. He was just sound asleep and I'm gone. You know, so that was right after I saw that movie. I think it was called Left Behind movie, maybe. And uh, that's kind of how, how it worked. I remember one scene, a woman and a man had just woken up in the morning. The man walked into his bathroom and was shaving with, remember the old electric razors that you had to plug into the wall? He was buzzing away and... And so it's still buzzing, and his wife from the other room was continued talking to him, and uh, so she walked in, baby, you you gonna answer me? And he was gone, you know, and so that was that was that's impactful right there. Yeah, so I, you know, I told my mom and dad that that dream that I had, and that kind of scared my dad almost straight. I mean, shortly after he he gave his heart to the Lord too. Wow. And even even at that moment, I wouldn't say that I re- really even truly gave my heart to the Lord. It was just a, a child's understanding kind of thing you know what I mean but we have to have a childlike faith right uh, but that terrified me and so my my understanding of the rapture at that stage of my life I guess because I wouldn't even say my walk with the Lord because I wasn't but was rapture done yep you either go or you don't and if you don't you're done <laughs> and that's not saying if you make it if, if you're left behind in the rapture which are is to don't be left behind yeah right um, you don't want to be left behind. I, I just want to put out there, appreciate your vulnerability on that, man. That's that's a significant statement. That's a huge impact, especially for a kid that young, mm-hmm. and to remember it so vividly and for oh, yeah. it to be such a significant testimony for yeah. your dad to have adjusted the way that he was taking life, man. That was that was awesome. Do you not appreciate Jared's vulnerability and saying how he shared he studied <laughs> since eight? I mean, listen, dude. <laughs> 
um, I appreciate you appreciating it, and I also appreciate the fact of him breaking that solemn moment. So, well, let's not I, get I too let's not get too Philly touchy here. Okay, this <laughs> is do talk. I also appreciate Jared, jerk, <laughs> talking to Josh. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> here in a minute, I'm going to ask a we're ask a question about the advice because this this video is going to be online and it's going to outlive us. It'll be out there in the you interwebs forever it's definitely out before it gets me. blocked oh it'll definitely out <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Come on. so, <laughs> so uh, I, thought, I thought something was before we go <laughs> on to the next point i thought something was interesting that both of you guys like the the left behind fictional series was mm-hmm. one of the things that that really kind of got you and i know andy you and i've talked a lot about how the best spiritual warfare book we've ever read was frank peretti's mm-hmm. Was it this present darkness? Uh, yeah, this present darkness. I read. So, I read eight pages of that. It's yeah, a, it's it a slugfest, man. It's hard to read through. <laughs> but but it, yeah. I, I think it's fantastic how God can use a, f- a fictional novel to portray and convey his um, either his plans moving forward or, or a little bit more of his nature. To me, it's a parable. I mean, not a Christ spoken parable, but it's just a illustration that proves a point. Sure. Yeah. It. It highlights the fact that, you know, in, in uh, Sol- uh, Solomon, what's the Proverbs? Proverbs talks about wisdom is screaming. You're close. Solomon. Yeah. Sam, Sammy? Sam Erotic Swanson? Samsonite. Samsonite. That's twice yeah, that in three episodes we've been able to bring that up. Um, <laughs> but so Solomon talks about wisdom screaming, and there's so much in throughout fiction. I know one of the most, one. I watched a video one time. Vikings, and it was talking about how God wills it. Like, dude, we don't know what God's will is, but how fiction can speak to us in so many different ways. And just a handful of instances, the voice of God is prevalent. Truth is prevalent. We talked about that too throughout everything that we get into. It's it's just amazing how God interjects Himself through everything in a way to connect with us, especially for those who believe. Yeah, one of the things that happens simultaneously is we and we briefly touched on it last episode rapture happens blink of an eye whatever you're doing now you got to change your entire perspective of life if you you're on your way to make your mortgage payment you're on your way to pay your bills now's the time to stop rapture's not i mean it's it's game changing time and the the thought that always has stuck out to me when the rapture occurs is Parents that have Jared's always laughing. Uh, I'm thinking about Joe Dirt. Empty Is this crib. Where you want to be when Jesus comes back? <laughs> do you do you want to be the one that walks yes. down the hallway to the nursery and the crib's empty? Do you want to be the one who's shaving in the bathroom? Uh, you go back to the bedroom to speak to your wife and she's gone. And I mean that that thought. And, and I'm not saying consider it because you don't want to, to miss these people. Consider it because Jesus loved you enough to prevent you from being at this moment. Yeah, he'd like you to go right. with them. That's that, that's that grace we talked about in the last episode. I mean, he's full of grace. He doesn't want us to go through that tribulation. Even though the Bible says as Christians, we will face persecution. We will face tribulations on earth. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nothing compared to the tribulation after rapture. Yeah. He and he pulls us away from that. He pulls the church and saves us from that heartache. I I'm, want to know what Nick's perspective was. We talked about ours. In what regard? Of the tribulation and all that stuff. Honestly, mine came from my great-grandmother. She was in my life from a very young age, and she lived to be in her hundreds. And I can remember being a very young child and her saying, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back soon. You better be ready. We're clean that room. Jesus uh, is coming like, back. You want to come back with a dirt? Jesus come back with a dirty room? I don't think so. Yep. <laughs> like, it was my grandma Miller. And I'm telling you, like, I can remember being a toddler almost and her saying, Jesus is coming back. But that kind of goes to the point we're going to jump into because that's a misconception. I'm not saying your grandma was wrong. Oh, yeah. But there's phrases that people use. Jesus is not coming back during the rapture we're taken up to jesus yeah when jesus comes back we don't want to be here <laughs> that's just that was her saying you were well, right like you and better that, get ready son but that's what we'll get into yeah. the misconception the misunderstanding the misverbalation is that misverbalation, a, is, is that misverbalation. 
That sounds like something Andy would come up with. Can we strike that from the record? Verbalization. I think <laughs> that's the word. Misverbalization. But that the first Kurt Cameron Left Behind movie, I can vividly remember my youngest brother watching that for the first time, and I mean being flipped out by that movie mm-hmm. and like not wanting to be left alone afterwards and be like, man, this is scary. And like, yeah. well, it, it, I, I, rem- I vividly remember him getting freaked out by that movie. Well, the Bible's very specific. There'll be two men in the fields tending, one's taken, one's left behind. Mm-hmm. They'll be making bread, one's left, one, one's taken behind. Or one left behind, one taken. Think of your pilots. Think of all the people on the roads. Think of all the... This is why we fly with two people in the aircraft. The rapture. Just putting it out there. What happens it's if they biblical. both are saved? <laughs> it could be. Oh, that's legit. Well. Ah! <laughs> um, is there sorry. anybody not saved that can fly a plane? <laughs> and I think one of the things that sticks, and we've been talking about this. good until you run out of fuel. <laughs> well, there is that problem. We've been talking about this. That's funny. Come to this amazing. Are there any doctors on the plane now that they'll be asking, <laughs> is there anyone not saved that knows how to fly a plane? <laughs> Can you try? <laughs> Who's awake enough will, to try? Who's willing? I want to um, know what it's going to be like whenever the realization kicks that like the people that were Jesus lovers are gone. All of the people that were sprinkling the influence of the Holy Spirit throughout culture. Well, I think we so, kind of know though. We when yeah. so when the when we're taking the church is taken away. We talked about it last episode. The restraint of the Holy Spirit to suppress the growth of evil is gone. Where are you going to get amazing internet content like this? <laughs> um, when the Holy Spirit and the, when the Holy Spirit's not going to leave Earth, right? There's still got to be conviction. The restraint of the Holy Spirit is lifted. You disagree? <laughs> um, no. I just got a very vivid picture in my mind of of what that'll look like. I mean, we're we're thinking from the perspective of of people seeing their loved ones that they knew were Christians disappear. But mm-hmm. think about the chaos that's going to ensue afterwards of people that don't know anything about it or don't believe or don't believe. And then there's mass because there's going to be, there's going to be pileups at intersections, interstates, inner cities. We already see riots and chaos because people don't care what happens. We see people getting beat up and stabbed on the side of the street in New York city and people walking by and taking their bags. They don't care. They don't care. I mean, think about the mass chaos is going to happen when that happens. There's gonna be looting. There's gonna be fires. They're gonna there'll be murder probably. So, but, so I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit there. Okay, um, because uh, the Bible doesn't talk anything about chaos after. How could there not be? Well, if I think it's implied. If it, well, maybe, um, but if if the 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 media the um, the deception is so real almost that instant that it's all well, the UFOs had come and taken or somebody had come and well, taken those like almost like a, everybody stay calm. Yep. Well, yeah, but I mean, you think about, okay, so I, I think, I think immediate, immediately. Yes. But well, yeah, I mean, that's what he's, I yeah, think, yeah. I think both are true in this point. Yeah. I think, yes, there's going to be chaos because as soon as the rapture happens and the Holy spirit restraint is lifted, the antichrist <clears throat> is revealed. Yeah. You well, think not, about not 11 happening. Yeah. 9-11 was explained because an airplane hit the World Trade Center and people didn't dis- disappear necessarily. And there was mass chaos. You follow what I'm saying? That was explainable. Mm-hmm. When there's the mass exodus of rapture. Of millions. Of millions. And there's going to be people that are, are walking and talking with people on the side of the streets. I don't know why I'm just en- envisioning New York City all the time Same. with this. but I'm Because there's just so many people in proximity. Probably Let's just pretend a half of those people... Pro- Nothing's going to change. Now, New California, York City. California, no one's leaving. That's a big number in New York City, right? California, no one's leaving. But, but in New York City, some people might be raptured out, and like there's going to be mass chaos, you know? So I, I think I understand what you're getting at. And one, we as believers have the peace that passes understanding. So we know that when chaos strikes our life, the one thing that we have to consistently fall back on is our faith and the promises that we have. That's what gets us through the moments of turmoil and chaos in our sure. lives. When the rapture comes, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of people that are trying to reflect the image of Christ, she gone. She so gone. that hope is only going to be to those who either it's been revealed to that have cast it aside. I think uh, the Left Behind series has that preacher who's like, dude, I sat up here in a pulpit. I know it. 
but I just didn't believe it myself. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have people. We're gonna see people like that, but that enduring presence of the Holy Spirit. She gone. So the, pr- the presence the is gone, but the conviction is, is still there. The, yeah. yeah, the Holy Spirit will still work. Right, but it won't be like it won't be the same way as it did. Because well, you can't, I like how I said it. The presence of the Holy Spirit won't be gone because, because those the, who, the of restraint us, of evil have, will have gone with the Christians, right? With the church. Yep. And then the Holy Spirit, because He's omnipresent, will still be available for conviction power. But as far as the presence, will be gone. Does like, that make sense? Yeah, I'm just trying the to clarify that the Holy, of, you can still get saved yes, after the yes, rapture yes. is my. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. But there's all. going to be, a be darkness. Oh, there's going be to tough. be a void because what little we do reflect Christ impacts the world. And when mm-hmm. that impact is gone and the sole motivation for the people left behind, oh man, such a good all right, title. So, so yeah. for those listening that are confused or never heard or not sure mm-hmm. what they know just yet, where we're at in this conversation is, the rapture is a pre-tribulation event. The rapture is going to come for the church. Define the tribulation. One momento, por favor. Jeez, okay. Andy. The rapture happens. The church is called up, the, and, and the, the dead in Christ will be pulled up first. The church will be pulled up into the clouds. will be with Jesus immediately. Jesus doesn't necessarily return. He just takes us away from the trouble. So then this chaos is going to happen. So at that moment... At that moment, tribulation starts. Okay. Tribulation. Is. That's where the play button yes. gets clicked, started again. Tribulation yes. is a seven-year period, and Jared mentioned earlier, I don't know if we were recording or not, but there's a mid-trib, because at, at three and a half years, as what I'm understanding, is when the beast makes his face known. But from the very beginning, the Antichrist, the real Antichrist, comes forth and tries to explain away, tries to say, this is what happened, and this is what we talked about, this UFO garbage. Aliens. They're going to try to explain the mass exodus of millions. Aliens. I didn't do it. No. Oh, sorry. Okay. Aliens. <laughs> so they're going to explain this because they're already trying to say that there's UFOs, there's aliens and all this stuff. And Josh had mentioned that scientists that really care about science, they don't necessarily care about their agenda or what they're trying to prove. They're wanting to prove science. They've looked into millions and millions of miles, right? Correct. Through telescopes, and they cannot, they, they say all unequivocally, there is no life outside of well, Earth. they say there's no evidence. Evidence. If you can show the evidence, no evidence sure, but life. there is no evidence. And they're, they're, it's interesting of, of all the, I mean, we have Voyager 1 that's in interstellar space right now. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Now, so, space is huge. Space is huge. It's the final frontier. You said that wrong. Yeah. It's huge. 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 China. China. Uh, so they're going to try to explain <laughs> this thing as people were abducted because it was alien abduction. We've been saying this for the past couple of years. Come come to me. This is the Antichrist. Come to me. I'll save you. I'll give you shelter. I'll I'll, I'll protect you from all this stuff. I've got tinfoil hats. I've got the answer. This is basically what the Antichrist is going to say. And that is the, the, the beginning of the tribulation. Jared, you're going to start about the tribulation. You were going to say something when I started talking about tribulation. I don't remember. Okay, good. I, I want to latch on <laughs> very quickly. Antichrist, the Antichrist, as defined by scriptures, anyone who does not proclaim that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Right. So, and there are two meanings here. One, the Antichrist being the manifestation of evilness at the end of times, but then uh, during the tribulation period, but then also anyone who does not proclaim Christ as the Son of God is also considered Antichrist. Well, there are many antichrists. And there's Correct. a long list there, of that, that's what I was at. There are many antichrists, but the antichrist will make his face or her face known after or, a rapture. Or his, her, they, his, them. His, her, they, face? them. Well, I mean, we talk about this. That's really Demonic interesting, actually. Right. Are transgender because they want they can be whatever they want to be to, to deceive. Hmm. So it, it's going to be a many face, if you ask me. It's going to be the or the face that appeals to many, you know. Uh, that's scary. Yeah, Jared. I think it'll be a, a him. Um, now I think the uh, the false prophets that kind of lead up to, um, I think have a lot to do with this, this transhumanism and AI and 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 things like that because um, I, I think that's what's going to ultimately kind of lead. We're going to see it really, really kind of build more. But you were talking about uh, 
kind of the, the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, there there'll be a a bit of peace, and that'll be the really the only three and a half years that Israel will have peace in a long time, um, because the, they will do a peace agreement with the the Antichrist, um, and that's when the temple gets rebuilt, and then the Antichrist goes in and and desolates the the, the, the abomination temple. of desolation. Yep. Mm-hmm. And let, uh, me, let me pause real yeah. quick. So the word that word peace doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be it's not going to be cupcakes and and mm-hmm. ice cream, whatever I'm trying to say. Ice cream, ice cream social. Yeah, no, that peace is going to be because they're they are succumbing to mm-hmm. they are giving in to the Antichrist. Go ahead. Yeah. Well. The, yeah. Right. It, but the Antichrist will allow them to build the temple on on the Temple Mount, mm-hmm. and um, then when when the Antichrist comes in and and um, has the abomination in the temple is when they realize, oh shoot, we got this wrong, and then the blinders will come off, and they'll see that Jesus was the the Messiah that they were looking for, not this Antichrist, because mm-hmm. they're going to believe that the Antichrist is the Messiah that that they've been longing for since the the, the prophecies of Isaiah. Um, the implications of that are huge, man. It is, and that ties into the hundred forty four thousand. The 144,000 is based off of the um, 12 tribes, the 12 tribes mm-hmm. and it's the remnant. God always leaves a remnant um, for every everything that happens to Israel. He's always left a remnant. One last one last ditch effort, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. for and, the Jewish evangelists is what I've read that they would be called mm-hmm. to procla- proclaim the gospel. And there will be angels proclaiming the gospel from the heavens during the tribulation. So again, God's grace is evident. Which I think that site in itself mm-hmm. is going to be miraculous. Um, but then you get the two witnesses. I'm glad that's what I was thinking. And it's it's kind of up to debate on who who the witnesses are going to be. Um, I mean, I, I've I've heard. I mean, not Elijah. Yeah, Elijah is a hundred percent. Everyone is in agreement with Elijah. But the the Enoch, where where that theory comes in, is. Enoch and Elijah are the only two that's never died. Right. Mm. Um, and but, every man will die. That's why I believe. Well, kind of. That's really. Yeah, we're not. Too. We don't die. We just get resurrected bodies. Yes. Well, the Spiritual flesh. Bodies. The, the, we body fall asleep. Will. Sure. But the. Um, <laughs> but the, the other theory is it'll be Moses and Elijah. Uh-huh. Well, whoever it is, though, the interesting fact is, could you imagine? So we're talking about the temple being rebuilt. And the two witnesses are going to protect those builders, and they're going to protect the temple uh, because there is a purpose and a design for it being rebuilt. We talked about a couple weeks ago the red heifers, um, and they're going to start sacrificing again. Okay, Can you imagine PETA and the media right now when those sacrifices start and how hated those two witnesses are going to be because look what they're doing to these animals. Look at all this destruction. And, and that's why they're going to be so hated. Well, I think that the, when when the um, if if the temple isn't built after the rapture, then it'll be accepted for them to be able to do their sacrifices for the first three and a half years because they'll have the Antichrist's blessing to do those. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought the same things like, how awesome is Peter going to take that the moment that some rabbi like slices open a cow's neck and starts draining the blood out of it. I just realized what you were talking about when you said pita. Pita. <laughs> you were thinking like a sandwich. Dude, I'm like, the first pita reference pit? was uh, <laughs> the stupid movie The Hunger Games, pita and then pita oh <laughs> or lowest, the lowest and then oh. people eating tasty animals. Low. Yeah, no, so, pita! But, but, re- but regardless, we were talking earlier about the, the, the timeline <laughs> to where whatever happens However, oh the enemy gosh, approaches Andy. the two witnesses to murder them, will be done back to them. But if, if you think about like how crazy the two witnesses, because they'll be supernaturally protected, mm-hmm. and then they'll also be able to call, call fire down from heaven at any given point. So, somebody tries to do something to them, they can literally like point at them, and like flames come out of their finger and just incinerate whoever it is that they're. It is crazy. Um, and they're going to be labeled terrorists. They they're are. going to be labeled enemies of the peace. And when they get when they do when that veil or the protection is lifted and they do die, there's going to be mass celebration. Yeah, there'll be mass celebration. I mean, uh, theologians believe that they're actually going to be there to protect the builders of the temple. Who's that? The two witnesses. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Um, Welcome to the conversation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Um, Welcome then, to Mountaineer King Mean Blue Dog. But then you start looking at at what the um, the tribulation is going to be. So I think they, they estimate we've got what seven hundred million people that profess to be Christians on the planet now, and in a planet that's got seven billion people, eight eight billion people. Nine. So that that's just rounded up to ten. <laughs> 87. So so if you just round up I'll see that. Get get really conservative or, or liberal with the with the number. <sighs> Don't say liberal. That, um that there's let's just say there's a billion Christians on the planet during the rapture that are born again believers. Um then you've got a <laughs> 1 billion Christians. Let him get through it. So so then so then you've got out of seven billion people um one billion taken away so that means there's still six billion that is left and then you you go through the 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 scrolls and a third of the population dies from this a third of the population dies from that when you start looking at a third of seven or six billion people it's a lot of people it's a lot of people what do you got put up there me yeah yes yeah so just going going back to how we kind of are talking to our viewers here Mm mm-hmm we are talking amongst ourselves, but we are talking to our viewers. So we've come out of the rapture, right? Yeah. And now we're talking about the tribulation and the 144,000. And now we can talk about what are some steps if you are left behind. Yeah. And so the 144,000 are going to have a distinct contrast name written on their forehead that is contrasting to the mark of the beast. And so that is some that is something you might want to look for when you are in the tribulation to, to know who to listen to yeah. if you're not listening to the Holy Spirit because the, the 144,000 are from the, there are 12,000 from each 12 tribes of Jerusalem, right? Uh, Judah? No, yeah. not Judah, but because one of the tribes is Judah. 12 tribes of Israel. Israel. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so on their forehead will have his name and his father's name on their foreheads. Mm-hmm. And then the mark of the beast, some say it's 666. I mean, we don't really know what the, the mark could be. It could be anything. But we know there's going to be a, a very clear contrasting mark on the beast or a mark on the foreheads of the 144,000 so, witnesses. So what's interesting with that is some theologians believe that so it was Cain that killed Abel, right? Mm-hmm. So that Cain had a mark on his. Yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you've been studying since eight. Um, wow. <laughs> So I'm tired. and he's back. <laughs> uh, so um, Cain had a, a mark on his forehead that protected him from all the other people that were on the planet at the time, and that that is actually kind of a precursor to the protection that the the, the remnant's going to have mm-hmm. during the tribulation okay. period. I never I never heard that, but it's interesting because yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I was just going with that. With now tribulation comes, what next? Well, that, I asked you this yesterday. Mm-hmm. This theoretically could outlive us, Will, I believe. We're talking now to the people that could be left behind. What because is there's going to be people that are Googling. And oh, honestly, yeah. I think, I'm just going to say kind of a conversation with us, but we're live, but not live, but being recorded. What got us so many views? It was a title. People are looking this stuff up yeah. end times. People are curious. Now the tribulation or the rapture happens and you're in the tribulation people are going to be like what in the world happened you know so yeah. this is going to be so the question i right. asked ryan was what advice would you give someone who missed it find a bible find a bible my advice was whatever you're doing again no more mortgage payments no more car payments you've you've got to go you've got to find like-minded people that's like hey we got left so, behind we need a bible we need to start digging into the word and we need to develop a relationship with Christ. Finding so, a Bible might be tough. Might, I, from I, was what just, I've, I was just getting ready to say that because, like, you remember the book the of movie, Eli. the Book of Eli, uh-huh. to where Bibles will be outlawed or, or things like that. Right, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to outlaw them and we'll get rid of the spoken word of God because the devil, he thinks he won. Yeah. So go ahead. Um, finding. Uh, finding like-minded people that you can survive with it's time to get back to communities learn to grow your own food do not rely because if you take the mark of the beast you're it's it 
there is there is no more forgiveness uh-huh. if you've taken that mark. Um, and there, there it's going to come a time. I think we briefly talked about this in class, if, especially if you're left behind with a family member. Mm-hmm. You need to set clear expectations. <laughs> this isn't about us anymore. It's about serving God now. And if you don't take that mark, you're done. You're going to get you're going to you're going to get murdered. No matter what comes and there, our you're way, going to be pressured to do it. Always out in mind that if if I was if for example if, we, if it was me and my wife, they would torture her. Yep, and, and almost try to. They can't coerce. force me, but coerce me to take that mark. If they're sitting there torturing someone you loved, they're they're cutting off fingernails or, or whatever horrific things they're doing. Can you say no, dude? Let's look at how easy it was to convince however many people got the vaccine during COVID. Like let's it was, there. it was rammed down our throats. Like you have to do this, or, or you are. Die. Killing people, you'll, you'll die, or you're and killing people. The pressure that was applied to something like that, and there were no implications if you took it or didn't take it. But the pressure was was absurd. And if there was that much pressure for getting a vaccine that was voluntary, imagine what's going to happen whenever it's no longer voluntary; it's now obligatory, and you will comply. Or we're going to make your Would life. Would you like to no, eat no, no. bread? So you will comply, or you will die. So that's yes. it. I, I don't know that it'll be it'll be torture to that you'll be tortured to take it because what it if you take it and let's say if you're if you're being tortured to to, to take it you've got to then have to make that conscious effort or that conscious decision that you're now going to worship the beast. Well, I, See, think, I don't I think, think, think that's going to be it. I mean, tell tell me tell me what your thought process would be if you're saying no. I'm not. T- I know what this is. I'm not taking the mark of the beast. Well, I'm going to torture your wife or your kid or your mother, you know, or whatever. Um, so you're going to, you know, coercion, you still know the, uh, the, the ramifications, yeah. the ramifications of your action, even with torture. So right. I, I agree with you because we talked about that before. The, the COVID shot, people thought that was the mark of the beast. Yeah, it, I never did think that. But, you know, Jared and I kind of got on the same brain length, brain wave. It wasn't because you knowingly there were people that unknowingly just followed the science. You know, what I mean, they didn't research it. They just sure out of you fear. just you trust. But the yeah. when when the tribulation comes, there's going to be people that are going to be fighting the mark of the beast because those are the people that are going to say, "No, I've heard about this. I'm trying to make it through tribulation saved." I've heard, but there's going to be people that that don't know a thing. They're going to say, I mean, look at there. There was a woman the other day that was on video camera, so, so excited that she has a chip in her hand, and she's like, "I'm going to pay for my groceries for the first time ever with my hand." That person doesn't know. That is the that that's the kind of the precursor to it. But it's like they're testing it out. It, yeah, that's it, exactly what they're doing. Um, but the the market, whoever takes it, willingly takes it. Yeah, and is knowing that that is what they're they're worshiping the beast. Right. And it's kind of the same thing with um, some of the scrolls that are open. Um, there's been a lot of talk. Is that nu- one of them is um, destruction by like fire? Well, is that a nuclear holocaust, nuclear war? No, because at at the end of it, once they get through it, they know it was God. So it was something supernatural. So they know for a fact that it was it was God that did it or allowed it to happen. So then they turn their hatred towards God when. What, what they need to be doing is asking God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We have a contemporary example from the Holocaust when the Jews were being rounded up in Germany of what it looked like to just be corralled. And then it seemed like it was innocent at first. And then they were given a mark. And then they were stripped and all the things that happened that were atrocities throughout the Holocaust. We saw how quickly it happened and how it that would that was just a a small version of right. a, a con- within a contained environment. We're talking worldwide. So Christians are just going to be herded and it, it's, it's just going to happen. And, and again, that was just mass confusion because no one knew. I well, mean, yeah, because somebody had an ulterior objective. They had a plan and they executed it. And it, it so uh, amplify that by a million. Yeah. When people are gone, the panic that's going to ensue. we what Sorry. do I do now to have any sort of help if you don't know anything? Like, yeah. if, you, if you know nothing, 
what do I got to do now to help myself through this? Well, come to me, the Antichrist says. Take the mark of the beast. Because you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't do a thing unless you have the mark of the beast. Have a good supply of ammo. Learn how to there, grow food. We brought up the Holocaust twice. Uh, the historical definition of Holocaust is a sacrifice in which the offering was burned completely on an altar. Wow. Mm. I've been 46 minutes in already. Yeah. And we haven't even scratched the surface. I don't think we scratched the surface. We we haven't. To be continued. Uh, We'll wrap up shortly, but because we're just getting, we're not even through the first three and a half years. We haven't even started, like, into the, other than. No, we haven't got into the. Other than defining the first three and a half years. The bowls, and and there's a lot of stuff that's coming. Mm -hmm. We can do, I'd like to do a quick preview, uh, and we'll wait on Nick to come back and finish this up. Um, but to, to, to summarize, I think instantly it's going to be chaos. It's going to be explained away and there'll be some sanity. If you can call it that returning to earth and people can get back to, to somewhat of what they're used to, but, but what's coming and the, the plan that's already been put in place, because the interesting thing to me is we are trapped by time. We cannot without supernatural uh, insight, see the future. Cannot do it. But our creator, who is in control, the good news is mm, us around this table will be gone in the rapture. Um, Because Christ died, I I willingly um, accept his sacrifice, repent of my sins. I'm a child of God. I'm not going to be here to witness any of this. But God, being outside of time, can see everything that's going to happen from the beginning to the end. And there is a plan in place. So when the Antichrist comes in to deceive and says, hey, here's peace. Here's what we're going to offer. The aliens took all these people. God is about to open up seals and bowls and, and destruction upon the earth. To not only you talked about a third of the people being slaughtered uh, as, as it goes. Rivers are going to dry up. Oceans are going to dry up. Comets are going to hit the planet. Wormwood. And death at the end will end up being taken from Earth. You'll pray and plead for death. I was just going to talk about that, how there's a period of time where people are going to be begging to die and they're not going to be allowed to die. I always see someone like hiking in the woods and they fall off a cliff and they land. You won't die. You're going to sit there and it, you're just going to have to endure the pain and shock and black out and come back too. But and, until you, you're picked up, you're not going to die. Moral of the story. Go now. <laughs> Go at the rapture. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> we all need Jesus every more and more every day. That was a great way to wrap up and Nick's not here to do it. <laughs> do you know how to push that button? Um, we'll do the, the quick disclaimer again. Um, we're going to have to continue this. Yeah, I think the the next conversation will be the last three and a half years of tribulation, and then the next one could be the millennial reign. But break it up. Well, I, I, I think we probably need two more just to talk about the the tribulation. Mm-hmm. So the first three and a half, the last three and a half, and then we do one on on the millennial. And even after the, the millennial reign, that's not it. That, that's not it. Because no. <laughs> I mean, there's the millennial sort, sort of almost. It. Well, he, there At is the a season of, after the millennial reign. Yeah, for a time. Um, don't forget in a couple of weeks, uh, mid September, beginning of October, we're going to have Dr. Philip Richards on. He's going to talk about his book. Uh, we're going to be giving a copy of that book away. The title of the book again. Wow. I thought you read it. I thought <laughs> your uncle's wrote a book in the fullness of times. Um, it, it is. And he, I am. I'm almost like 75% through it. Do you know who else wrote a book? Tony Evans. I like Tony Evans. Perry Stone. I didn't do it. Mark Driscoll? Mark, Mark Driscoll? Going, dude, I like some Driscoll. C.S. Lewis. Um, I don't like any of them. But we're going to give away one of his books. Just like comment on the video, like, subscribe, <laughs> share it, help us get the, the word out. Again, this is not to become rich and famous. This is to have conversations around the table that are that that men have from a, from a male's point of view. And when we're all gone, you guys got a reference point. Um, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple, a couple of episodes just on getting through this that we can still get to. Uh, but we're running out of time for today, so Nick's back to take us home. Looks like he was outside the shades. I was. Uh, my wife selling stuff on Facebook. Good gravy. I told Amanda we should have bought that thing. 
<laughs> so Wrap she got up, you, brother. She got you to carry it out. Yeah, of all people, right? I'm telling you. All right, here we go. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing over there?" He's killing time. People got to go. <laughs> People's got to go. Make sure you check out our website at mkdotalk.com. Andy's at the perfect spot. You can see it right down there below you. Uh, you can. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> make I, sure I hope to it lines up. Make sure to reach out at our email. It's here it comes Andy. Ready at mkdotalk. It's at the very there. There you go at the very bottom at mkdotalk at gmail.com. <laughs> This is why he's not here every week. <laughs> we can only take small doses. I can only take small doses. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> I'm trying. Just push the button for the for for the yes man, Jared. For trip away. I don't miss that. The, the coach Ryan, of course, our host Josh, and I am Nick for Mountaineer Kingdom Do Talk, Real Men, Manly Talk. Andy. Sorry. Sorry.